The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Try and get this show on the road, I think, maybe at some point, right? We're already late. And I want to blame the mayor, but it's actually my fault at this point. <laughs> I tried to blame the mayor until he actually brought something up that made it my fault, so what am I going to do? Oh, I'm so going to kick his ass today. Oh, my God, I've been waiting for this all week. I've been waiting for this all week. All righty. Hey, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention podcast high atop two guys smoke shop at the studio 21 podcast cafe and if you're driving up and down main uh is it main street here in salem New Hampshire? i think it's main street right route what is 28 it? broadway broadway, it's broadway. Mm-hmm. driving up and down broadway in uh salem new hampshire stop in at two guys smoke shop get yourself uh some cigars we love the guys here at two guys smoke shop they've always been very supportive of us um and up on the second floor of two guys smoke shop here we have studio 21 podcast cafe a um, few things to get to before we get to our guests, uh, some house cleaning to do. Um, we have our scholarship kids from the bash. We had to cancel oh. we had to cancel the bash. It's very it's very sad that we had to cancel the bash this year. Um, we We tried everything that we could to try and find a way to make the bash happen, and it just looks like it's probably not going to happen. So we were going to do something in August, um, then we were looking at maybe September, but in September is when we start planning for next year's bash. And I didn't want to ramp up to September for a bash, then get a second wave of COVID-19, and then have to shut everything down again and then not do it. So... Can we just stop there for a second? Did he just say what I think he said, Mr. Producer? Did he say... Did he say get a second wave? So, so I'll, out of the mouths of the uncaring one. Oh, so this is this is what he said last week that pissed me off. So now I'm going to oh. suspend the bash conversation. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask Mr. Perry my first question. And we're going to go back to the bash. So, what is it that you think my position is on COVID nineteen? Because you make these comments as if you think you know my position, but when I hear the comments, it doesn't represent my position at all. So, what is my position on COVID nineteen? Your position is it's uh, overblown and overdramatic. Right, that's serious. true. Okay, so I think I do. I get an A plus. No, no, I mean, no. Yeah. But no, because your comments are it sound as though I don't believe it exists. No, you just like when you I said just, the, the so second previously, wave. Previously, you 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 poo pooed second wave. You've come around. No, no. That I, means uh, if there are all po- those people that say, "Why do you do that show?" That guy thinks so different than you do. In diversity, there is strength of thought. Right. And this is why we talk to right. each other. Right. Right. So I I am proud that. that a little bit of me. Is rubbing off on yeah. I'm I'm still trying to figure out how that text. I'm still trying to figure out how you could think that. 
because I've never said that COVID doesn't exist. Uh, so if it exists, obviously there's a possibility of a second wave. Are you going to do the math? I, I, are you going to do the math? We thing? can do. Is we that can, really? We can do facts so and data. When if I you'd say like. second wave, it pisses you off. When you reduce it to a math equation. That pisses me off. Well, but you're the facts and but you're the facts and data guy. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed to be yeah. Mr. Facts and Data. So when I yeah. give you the facts, you dismiss it. No. You talk over me. No. And then you talk about no. lo- loving people and no, life I, and if it's one person, it's too much. I do. And so I'm just trying to figure out like Show me somebody who's anxious to die. Nobody's well, there's a few people, but they can do it themselves. Stop I've got a few that. recommendations too, stop, by the way. Stop that! No, um, no, but COVID. We we all agree COVID nineteen is real. I don't think anybody thinks it's not real. It's real right? and it's dangerous. And it is dangerous, but it's not as dangerous as the press has hyped it. It's not as dangerous as our politicians have hyped it. That's Tom and, Duggan's view. And that that's is not the and that is, view. And that is, and that is that is what the facts and the data says. Now, the, the facts, facts and, and the data, data show that. that it's not nearly as dangerous as they said. It's not nearly as contagious as they said. The facts and the data say that the city of Methuen has done a good job. That's true. Right? I agree with that. It doesn't mean... But uh, the facts and the data say, because um, I publish every Wednesday now, and, and people like the statistics, uh, the facts and the data say that people are still getting it, Yep. Uh, that whereas, you know, earlier in like March and April, it was devastating to our senior population and that's where most of the deaths were caused. Mm-hmm. It's now uh, ramped up significantly in the younger, the 20 to 39 age group has grown exponentially. And my fear is that that age group thinks this is over. I can go hang out at the beach. Uh, I mean, I've seen pictures of Falmouth, of beaches, you know, nearby where people are clustered and I, I got to be honest with you. I live in abject fear, economically and health-wise, that that worse is coming back because we were paralyzed in March and April. Mm-hmm. Wrongfully, I think that's where we disagree. We disagree. Yeah, yeah I don't think shutting down an entire respectfully. We there's, disagree. there's no evidence that shutting down the country did anything because we still have it. People are still getting it. People are still dying. People in Florida so. would disagree with you right now. How did it work for them when the, they the, opened The up? people in the seven states that never shut down, continued going to school, continued yeah. having their businesses open, have no higher numbers than the ones yeah. that did. What are those seven? Give me one of those seven. Uh, Nebraska. Okay. So I think one of the things, since you're a facts and data guy, right. and I know we, we agree on that, you got to look Joe, at- Joe's loving this, by the way. He's- <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't even want to I'm talk. Wait, he's I'm just waiting my this. turn. I'm just, I'm just my thrilled. Joe, he's a Methuen businessman, so right. I'm here for him. So, so when you look at Nebraska, yeah, uh, the per capita population is yep. it close to New York? Is it close to Florida? Is it close to California? Come on, let's get real. No, but what we've so, adjusted for the population, we, uh, uh, we've adjusted per capita. Uh, so, but, if you look at the number of people who got the got the virus per capita in yeah. in Nebraska yeah. versus the number of people per capita in New York, yeah. The, the, the states that didn't shut down had no different, very, very little difference between those who shut down and those who didn't. But which, you're ignoring an, which uh, tells another us, fact. All right. The, so why was Lawrence – I'll give you a, a local neighborhood fact, right? sure, one sure. that I don't believe in people. So um, Lawrence spiked huge numbers. Right, because of, right? of all the nursing homes. Right. Well, because of the – the clustered living. Right. The proximity of people living to each other. And 15 nursing homes in a six-square-mile area. Methuen had a number not as high as Lawrence, but it was it was significant. Fewer, fewer nursing homes. But a little bit more spread out spaces. Mm-hmm. Lawrence is seven square miles. Methuen's mm-hmm. 27. Mm-hmm. That's a fact, mm-hmm. Mr. Producer. Ben, put that down. <laughs> Teach him later. Put that in the record. <laughs> yep. Okay, then magically, when you come to the border here. Yep. Right, a, a fun fact that has always amazed me: COVID stops at the New Hampshire border. Yeah, I mean, whoa! The magic curtain was up, and nothing came across the border. Isn't it amazing? 
It's completely fictitious. Well, but how come then? In, in, in we'll get to the real show in a minute. Yeah. Um, how come? How come then? When people um, come into New Hampshire like me, the only people who are wearing masks. I was in uh, Market Basket in Salem yesterday with Joe and I. With yeah, yeah and and um, and I was because we're smart. I was looking for my Borelli Deli meats, but they didn't have any Borelli Deli yeah. meats. Um, and and I went in and I oh, shameless I, ad right there. I wasn't sure if I should wear my mask or not, and I went yeah. over to the guy. I said, "Should I wear a mask?" He said, "You must be from Mass." Yeah. And I said, yeah, he goes, the only people wearing masks around here are people from Massachusetts. Yeah. And New Hampshire's numbers have not spiked significantly, and they're not wearing masks, and they're not socially distancing, and it's still, it's still so boggles ask the my... So ask the bigger question, Tom. Which is... Is the Hampshire Department of Public Health reporting? Are they actively... So, and I say this to you. So, and That's I say to the point. residents of Mathorn, when you look at... Um, when you look at the state's numbers that are published every Wednesday, yep. I take great pride in the fact that n- not... For me, the nurses that work for our city, Amy Ewing, who's going to a, di- a new job in a different city, and the school nurses and the volunteers that helped her, they understood contact tracing before the state understood contact tracing. And they got involved and they got into it. And our numbers in Methuen, that we publish locally, they are almost a dead match for the state. You show me another city that's got that. Right? Right. So you see big, wide discrepancies at least in the early going, between some of the cities and what the state was reporting. You didn't see that in Methuen. So if I can agree with you that yeah. COVID is real and it's dangerous, but not as dangerous as, as the hype yeah. has, has been, gotta, why can't you come to the middle a little bit and say, you know what, you're right, Tom, it is dangerous, but CNN hyped this a little too much. The, the politicians hyped this a little I too much. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch Fox. Well, that's, that's I don't a problem. watch MSNBC. <laughs> that's a problem. You, you, no, you're I, I, you're I an read, elected official. You should be following the daily news. I do. I, I, watch, I read a magazine I get every week called The Week. I'd highly encourage you to do it. Epic Times? The Week. It's called The Week. Right, but you should also get says, the Epic Times. And it says, here's the issue. Here's what the left is saying. Here's what the right is saying. Make up your own mind. I like and that. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I wish the media was more like that. Yeah, right no there. kidding, right? Yeah, I do. And well, that's, that's what the we reason, try to do Joe, I, I try not to watch. Because, and people will hate, the, even some of the local news channels are, are filtered. Right. Mm-hmm. You're getting somebody else's perspective mm-hmm. on the news, mm-hmm. right? Instead and so, of just the news. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Except so, in the Valley Patriot. When we do news, it's just straight news. I mean, my, my, you may not like my editorials. I took a big breath there. Did you see I that? know, but you might not like my editorials. But when I do a straight news story about what you did with your budget or yeah. what city, con- yeah. it's straight news. There's no, yeah. there's no opinion we woven into that. Yeah, well, I, I don't always agree with you, as you know, but I, 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 I do entertain myself reading your editorial. All right, very good, yeah. very good. Sitting with me, also, we'll get to the Lawrence High School, we'll get to the scholarship <laughs> stuff in a second. But I feel like he's been here for so long. We should introduce him. Also, sitting with uh, Neil he, Perry. And he myself didn't have tonight. a beard when we started this. No, no. Oh, oh wow, I need a shave. Because we waited so long for you to get here. Um, uh, sitting to my left uh, with uh, myself and man, Neil Perry, is uh, 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 our good friend from Four Star Lighting, Joe Silverio. And he was with us a couple of weeks ago with um, uh, Ryan DiZaglio from the school committee. And next week, I think we've got Nick DiZaglio. He was supposed to be here today. And I think we screwed up and we got Neil Perry today and we're going to have Neil, uh, Nick DiZaglio next week. Um, before we get into any local stuff, let me just do this real quick, and I know that we're, we're already stretched on time. 
Um, I don't have a counter up there, so I don't know what, uh, how long we've we've wasted on this. A little jab at the producer. Uh, no, no, no. He, no, listen. He please don't fire him. Yeah. Anytime, anytime, <laughs> I, anytime I say, "Gee, the producer today," he looked at me a little funny. The guy's fired the next day. There's somebody else. Yeah. Um, I'd hire him, but city council would cut him. Yeah. Well, of course yeah. they would. Yes. They, they'd a, ask. That was they'd, a jab. They'd say his third cousin. <laughs> they'd say his third cousin's yeah. babysitter's mailman is related yeah. to Sharon Pollitt, so we can't have this guy. <laughs> we can't have this guy. So we're doing our scholarships instead of having a bash. On August 10th, we're going to have all the kids and their parents and the donors who are uh, welcome to come. We've invited most of the donors uh, for all of our scholarships. You are one. We'll get to you. Relax. Um, it, this is not a city council meeting. We will recognize you. Thank you. Um, our Laura, Let's start with Lawrence High School, Camilla Herrera. If you want to bring her picture up. I can't. Uh, there oh, you I go. I got a picture of one of mine. So Camilla Herrera, she's junior ROTC at Lawrence High School. And this is a scholarship that was started. Uh, we, we actually, our first bash that we did, we did a Lawrence High Scholarship for 100 bucks. And we went into a guy named Eugene Smith, who is a veteran. Um, he's 84. He just went into the hospital yesterday, so we're hoping he's okay. And uh, Eugene came to me. He's on the, I'm a president of the Lawrence Lions Club, and he's on my board. And he said to me one day, you do this scholarship for Lawrence High Kids. If I give you $1,000, can you, can you steer the scholarship to an ROTC kid going into the military? It's good. I hope you're paying attention. There's going to be a quiz. I am. There's going to be a quiz later. ROTC going right, into the okay. military. Yeah. So he gave us a thousand dollars this year. He's giving us thirteen hundred. Um, we have a five hundred dollar donation from Paul Lambert, attorney Paul Lambert. A hundred dollar donation from uh, Jim Denuccio, who's a reader of the Valley Page. We just wanted to kick in. We love that. We love when people just kicking in. So right now her scholarship is at eleven hundred dollars. And if you'd like to donate to her, you can mail us a check. You can use Venmo, PayPal, whatever you want. And if you if you do make a donation and you want to come and present your check that day, August tenth, to the student and her parents, we will we will bring you in. If you want a business, we'll give you a free ad. Uh, we'll give you free love on Facebook, and we will do that for anybody that wants to donate to any of the scholarships. Um, our second scholarship winner this year is Aliyah Leclerc from the Greater Lawrence Technical School. Uh, we want to thank Jessica. She didn't call me back. I left her a message yesterday, but I know she's very busy counting pennies in that budget. So, um, <laughs> so I, I know she cut that one dollar out of that one thing, and I was just, I was so psyched that she, we saved that dollar. Um, I think she's mad at me because because I, I goof on her, and uh, but but she's always even when she was mad at me last year, she still came to the bash and did her stuff. So I think she's still going to participate. She's not petty like some of the other people on the board. She picked Aaliyah Leclerc. Did we put her up or did I just miss it? Okay. Um, Aaliyah is going to get uh, – I'm looking for the Great Alliance Tech vote. We've got a $1,000 scholarship from the from the Laborers Union Local 175. We have a $100 donation from Christine Prescott, who is only a, a reader of the Valley Patriot. Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care gave $1,000 to this scholarship. I love Lisa. She's the best. And we have a pledge for $100 from uh, Merrimack Valley ASAP, which is – uh, former Methuen City Councilor. Oh my God, isn't this horrible? You know who? Merrimack Valley ASAP, Neil. Um, um, uh, that's terrible. Thanks for the help, Phil. Neil. Phil, Phil Leahy. Thank yeah. you. Uh, gave a, you. Gave $100. So that scholarship's at $1,200. Um, actually, it's not. It's at uh, $700. We're waiting to find out if Tom Troy wins the. Presidency of Building and Records Union, local 1421. He's up for re-election, uh, I think, this week. So what's that? Tomorrow. tomorrow. So the election is tomorrow. So if he wins that election, we get the 500 for the scholarship. If he doesn't, then, you know, we're going to we're gonna have to hit up our advertisers and see if we can make that up. Um, next kid is Jake Nicolosi. He is getting the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti 
Memorial Scholarship. Michelle went to St. Pat's with us, and she passed away of cancer earlier this year. Her her brother, Ken DeLuca, uh, started this scholarship. Um, He gave $1,000 at the onset. I talked to state rep Lenny Mira from Newberry. He kicked in $100. Rick Belanti, our DJ, who DJs our bash every year for free, gave us $100. Celine Izzy Berthium gave three hundred, and we did a poker tournament where we raised five hundred dollars. So we gave it to that scholarship because Ken DeLuca came with all of his friends. So I said, if you come with all your friends, we'll give this money to your sister's scholarship. So we're at nineteen hundred dollars on that scholarship. Um, we usually give at least two thousand for each kid. So we'd like to get these numbers up. If anybody could make even a ten dollar donation, it will it goes directly to the kid. We'd love for you to do that. Lauren Fitzgerald from Whittier Tech. Um, Let's see, we have Lenny Mira gave $100, state rep Lenny Mira. Our good friend Al Velo from HeatQuest. If you have a heating needs, uh, anything you have a heating situation, call Al. Al will take care of you. Um, Steve Spaulding, a reader who helps us with our uh, TMF family dinner for the homeless, uh, periodically shows up with food and stuff to help us out, gave 100 Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care gave 100 And Frank Quintana from Quintana Building Supplies gave us 100 so we are at 1100 on this scholarship, and if Tom Troy wins his election, we'll be at 1600 on that scholarship. Uh, the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship uh, goes to Anna Bono from North Andover High School. She attended Thompson School, which was the uh, prerequisite to get this scholarship. Um, Cody Scholarship, yeah, boy, you got a lot of donations here. Uh, we've got uh, Maureen Connell Schaffenville gave 100 Ken DeLuca gave 100 Our friend Al Velo gave 100 Ed Sullivan, my former producer, I think got fired because I said he was he was he looked at me funny one day and they just they threw him out the door. He gave two hundred. Uh, Greg Morris from Lawrence DPW gave a hundred. Gail Linton gave seventy five. Frank Quintana from Quintana Building Supplies gave a hundred. Rick Palantia, our DJ, gave a hundred. Uh, North Andover, um, uh, Mark DeSalvo, who is the North Andover town moderator. Town moderator, thank you. Gave a hundred. We got a six hundred dollar donation from Adriana Santana. Who sent us in just randomly on Venmo? It showed up with an email saying, "Please put this to the Cody Scholarship." We raised one hundred and fifty dollars from our poker tournaments. Gail Linton gave three hundred, and Catherine Izzy gave three hundred. So that scholarship's at two thousand four hundred and eighty dollars. That kid really made out. Nice. That kid really made out. And the last one is um, the Patricia Perry. It's Patricia Perry Memorial Scholarship. Donated a thousand dollars by Mayor Perry is going to go to Zoe Tui. And you've got another student that you're, you're so I'm giving to one thousand. You're going to give another thousand dollars scholarship. Do we know who the student yep. is? Ed, uh, Ben's got it. Ben's got it. How about that? So yeah. this is Kerry Horan. Oh, Kerry Horan doing high grad. Yep. Yes. All right. Excellent. Going and, to Suffolk. And so the, oh, great a, family. What a great yeah. picture. So yeah. if you mm-hmm. could forward that over to me, that would be great. So we can we're going to try and put a little program together. That they can take. They can keep. Um, this is this is something every year we, we do at the bash. We give an award to a police officer that's done her, something heroic, a firefighter that's done something heroic, a, a couple of veterans that have um, helped other veterans after serving and coming back. And we're not going to be able to do any of that this year. I'm completely heartbroken. But we are going to take the money. Anybody who does wants a, uh, a refund, we will give you a refund if you paid for tables in advance or, picture, or uh, tickets. Uh, most people have said, no, we want to come to the bash next year, just roll it over. But if you want a refund, please let me know. Um, uh, otherwise, we're going to roll it over, and we're already starting to plan for next year's bash. So that's the bash stuff. Uh, we f- want to thank Neil Perry. I want to thank all of the donors. If you gave, please feel free to come August 10th. 
please uh, uh, let us know if you can't make it, so we'll try and find a way to make it up to you another way. Sitting with me is Neil Perry and Joe Silverio from Four Star Lighting. So, Joe, you have a business in Methuen. Mm -hmm. You didn't close down during COVID. How tough was it? (laughs) How tough was it um, trying to stay open and service people's lighting needs and keep your business and your employees safe during all of this COVID hysteria? It was extremely difficult. However, what we did do is we kept everybody busy. Um, I think last time when I was on, I explained that we did what we could do. We tried to pay all our guys, whether they worked a full week or half a week. Um, we did apply, like I told you, for the PPP loan, and we got it on the second round. Um, we, we, we wanted to make sure we kept our employees, and we didn't want them to get hurt. Right. We also took precautions whenever we went into people's homes. We would ask if they were sick. Uh, we would ask, you know, do you would like us to wear masks? Do you want us to wear gloves? And people were very, very receptive. However, the phones weren't ringing as much as they normally would. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with, obviously, the virus and right. people being scared about having people come into their homes. So we just basically kind of tightened our belts and, and buckled down and did what we could do. And I have to say, I thank God, I'm, 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 I'm very, very happy. I'm extremely busy right now. Uh, we've hired another guy, which makes me feel even better because we've created another job and we have the work to support that. And I have to say that your paper, and I know it, it sounds like a shameless plug towards it, but it's done very, very well for us. Thank I, you. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. And we, and we promote the hell out of you on, fa- on social media, you too. Do. Whenever there's like a big story, I always wait. If somebody gets shot or there's a big fire or something, and all of a sudden everybody's sharing my stuff, and I see mm-hmm. that the activity on my page is higher, I'll take a screenshot of your ad, and I'll just throw it up because I know more people are looking right now, mm-hmm. and we try and promote you because you're a Methuen business that's trying to do right by your employees. You're, uh, you're Obviously, you're helping us, which we, which we love. Um, and you're also a decent guy. I mean, you, you're not one of these, you're not one of these people that it's just all about you, you know, you, Correct. It's, it's about serving I, your customers, it's about helping your mm-hmm. employees. And so, you know, we want to help businesses that do that. We want to help businesses that help in the community. I appreciate that. So, I really, really do. I, I have to say that I'm, I'm extremely excited because I'm sitting next to the mayor. I almost, I feel like I'm next to a famous person. Yeah, he no, is pretty famous. I have to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean that. I, I, I'm feeling a little timid, to be honest no, with don't you. Be. Don't you be. Know? Yeah. So one of the things I wanted Neil Perry today to do, and one of the reasons I had Joe here, is because a lot. I go back and I watch the shows a lot. And I think a lot of the things that we talk about might go over some people's heads because they're not in the weeds like we are. They don't understand net school spending. They don't yep. understand certain terms. So I thought having him here would be good because when you when we talk about the budget, which we're going to do now, um, maybe we can put it in, in – dumb it down a little bit for lack of a better word for the average person out there so that they actually understand yep. what some of the stuff is. Yep. So you passed a budget, finally passed the city council. Um, it's a one-year budget. But it, you still don't know how much money is coming in. Can That's you correct. talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, uh, working with the chief administrative financial officer and talking to the fiscal stability officer, we've estimated what the revenue is coming into Methuen is. And so we've, you know, um, for example, you know, local taxes, uh, we've anticipated a 15% decline in that. Uh, so that's all factored in. And when you add it all up... When you say local tax, you mean property taxes or everything, including like meal tax? Yeah, yeah, everything. Uh, But some of them, we took a steeper. So on the meals tax, we took a steeper grade. Now, Methuen, the meals tax goes directly into the stabilization account. So Mm -hmm. I want to start... I said this last week, and people asked a lot of questions. So, um, you know, some people have accused me of being a spender. Yeah, I heard Um, Jessica say that a few times. I almost fell off my chair. I didn't say who said it. No, but but I did. Yeah. I'll say who it is. Yeah. So, I don't mind being bad cop. I'm actually good at but it. But it's it's important for the citizens to know that, um, you know, 
budgeting is something I consider a strength. Mm -hmm. So during a very difficult year, as I can sympathize, you, uh, we finished in the black $2.8 in the city of Methuen. And so... When you say finished, you mean you finished last year's budget? $2.8 ahead. We didn't spend, so we pulled... We can you roll that coming. or did you lose it? So a great question. So what happens in the state of Massachusetts, it drops to what free cash... And then typically the state would certify, not certify using that amount until October. They've waived that to make it uh, available to cities to use much faster. So when you say free cash, you've got yeah. a line in the budget that is kind of like a slush fund, I guess, uh, for lack of a better I, I don't term. Like it's a slush fund. I mean, but, but that people understand what that well, means. You, so think of it this way if you're budgeting at home, right? It's, it's money you keep in the event of an emergency, right? A if rainy you, day you, fund. Yeah. Right. So but will you take that? $2.8 million and, and put it towards other programs, right. or is it there just in case we need it? Well, so great question. So the That's answer is a little, a little bit of both. Um, it has to be approved. Its use has to be approved by council. Okay. And so one of the things, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, the relationship with council improves because <laughs> um, we're going to have to use some of that depending on what happens in the fall. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just straight up. So we have been fiscally conservative in our budget and our approach. Uh, we added, so we now have 5.6 million in free cash. Nice. Now the state says you should have more. Uh, we have almost three million in stable, a little over three million in stabilization, which is an, another. Uh, you don't want to use that for one-time events. Um, the state says it should be five percent of your general fund. The general fund in Methuen is 178 million. So if you do five percent, uh, you, you really should have uh, like almost nine million there. Mm -hmm. So we're not where we are. Uh, we're not where we should be, but um, my administration has put more into rainy day accounts um, than any in the previous five years. And and so I say that, like, I haven't... But, I you're, a big the last five but years, you're a big spender, though. Well, I'm trying to dispel that, so right. that's not true. <laughs> so you should know that I look at every purchase that comes out of the city, right? And we cl we saw what was coming here, and we clamped down. And the reason we did that is because we don't want to come up with a You're limited by law on how much you can increase taxes, mm -hmm. right? And, and from a business and a personal, you don't want to increase them to the point where you're chasing people out of the city, right? That's coming. And, you know, one well, of the where businesses- are gonna, was, Where are they going to go, Lawrence? Well, um, if truth be told- oh, Yeah, Salem right. and Hampshire. Yeah. So you just need to go up the street here a little ways. And you can see that huge development happening, mm -hmm. which has slowed down a little bit because of the pandemic. But, uh, you know, we want- we want businesses like Joe's to want to stay in Methuen. Right. Right? And not just because they live in Methuen, but because, you know, Methuen has not had a track record of being friendly to businesses. Right. Right? And we're trying to change that. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not going to bash the council. I know you'd love me to, but... Um, <laughs> I'll do it, though. You know, they cut a position. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind doing it. So, I, I mean, the irony is they, they, cut, they, they cut the position in my office that was focused on bringing the business community together. And, they, and, they, and the person that they cut, let's just talk turkey here. Yeah. They Turkey. cut Tom Lucier, yeah. who was Sharon Pollard's husband, because they hate Sharon Pollard. Yeah. This wasn't because the position wasn't needed. It wasn't for fiscal responsibility. Yeah. It was because of petty personal politics. They hate Sharon Pollard. They don't like the fact that you hired her husband. Yeah. And so they cut him out of the budget, yeah. which to me, I think, smells of a lawsuit. Because you can't retaliate. You can't cut a, you can't mm -hmm. cut a position because of the person who holds it. They didn't cut the position, so they were smart when they did the talk. So um, I would say this to you. Um, it's a little bit of cutting your nose off to spite your face, right? Uh, so you and I had long talks when I picked Tom, 
And Tom is a much different thinker than I am politically and otherwise. That's for sure. Um, but you, but you. I mean, I like the guy, but you don't surround yourself with people who think exactly like you do. Right. Because if you do, then you just get a group of yes men and yes women who just say, "Yeah, I'll do that." Okay. Listen, my editorial board believes nothing that I believe. Yeah. No, they every I have to fight for every editorial that I write, every yeah. single one. I usually win, but boy, those are tough. Yeah. Well, and I, so. The honest to God truth is, um, you know, the, the line that was used is we cut new positions. We all know that's malarkey, right? That position has existed. I refocused what it was doing. The executive assistant to the mayor, don't take my word for it. Go look at it. Right. It's been there for 30 years. Right. Right? So didn't, the office didn't... is busy enough with the three people working in it. With just the two people, my chief of staff and myself, it's going to be insanely busy. And they want right? to get rid of her too. Uh, but, I mean, they tried to stop her from getting the job because well, they didn't like her. They did, but um, so you know, like I did last week, you, you got to use facts mm -hmm. and you got to dispel fiction. And dad. right, so while we were talking last week, somebody texted you and said, you know, Lucia was a made-up position, making ninety-seven grand, uh, not made up, not ninety-seven grand. Right, and you don't have to take my word. Look what council cut. They right. cut seventy-four thousand, which was his salary. Right, right. So. People can say what they want. You you have to at some point in time recognize that you know the facts just ruin a good story. Right. So for people at home, you had before you took office yeah. the mayor's the mayor's position. Yeah. Not you, not to Juga, but just the mayor's position. Yep. Was allowed to have three people in the office. Correct. And it's the mayor who can give whatever title they want Correct. and and give whatever tasks that they want to those three people. Yeah. One of those positions you gave to Tom Lucier, and you gave it a different title than what it was before, which then allows the liars on the council to mislead the public to say it's a new position yeah. because that title never never existed before, yeah. but the position did. But I paid him. You under just the, I paid him it. under the wage classification. All he did was refocus where he was. He, he was going to be the 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 business focus right. now. Somehow, in, in I'm already working eighteen hour days. I know you are. So sometime I've got to find more time. To engage with the business community and talk about how we make things better so that businesses like Joe's don't want to leave Methuen. Right. And I guess, to you know, to me, it's, it's short-sighted, but it is what it is, right? So they made the decision. They also made the decision on the assistant solicitor, which is, you know, mind-numbing to me. Right. Um, but it was all punishment. Like when I watch – I don't. I hate to cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. But um, people need to understand the context. You know, when I watch Methuen City Council meetings, I watch Lawrence City Council meetings, I watch the Board of Selectmen meetings in yeah. North Andover, they're all looking – for what's best for their community, for the most part, they very, very rarely do you hear that they don't like a particular person, so they're trying to cut this person. Or, yeah. And when it comes to Methuen, it seems like everything they do is about petty personal politics, yeah. whether it's cutting Tom Lucier, going after um, Jaina. Um, Jana. It's Jana. Um, no matter what they're doing, it, it doesn't seem like we're all Team Methuen like you kind of yeah. thought it was going to well, be. Well, I still am. So I wake up in the morning thinking about how to make Methuen better. And, and I say this candidly. If the people in Methuen decide to vote me out in two years, I'm not going to leave with any regrets. But right. I, I'm not selling my integrity either. Right. Right. I got elected to do a job. I got elected based on a change. And I'm going to try to change the culture. Mm -hmm. And that's it's simply what I'm trying to do. And people will disagree with what I, you know. To me, the hardest part is that the average person can't follow. People use pieces of data to support their argument with that. So the uh, the point that was made in one of the letters that I read the other night, that section 2.4 of the charter says that the law department, everything in the law department should be under the solicitor. Mm -hmm. 
If you read further, in Section 3.3 of the Charter, it calls out the assistant solicitor as reporting to the administrator. This is the administrator. Right. Right? So the point I'm making is not, I'm not, not that it doesn't, it does contradict itself, and it's a problem. But um, people use the facts that support their argument and ignore the facts that don't support their argument. Right. And that, that's the reality of the situation, right? And then they purposely try to mislead people because they know that yeah. if you're explaining so, and you're on the defense, you're losing in politics. So, so think about this. I don't know if you watched the other night. I think it, you did. You were streaming. I did. So um, a certain counselor questioned me on why I would have the $250,000 legal outside counsel in my budget versus right. legal. And I, I used the Bill Parcells quote. I said, if you're going to make me shop, you've got to let me pick the vegetables. Right. Right? Um, by charter, that has to be done through the solicitor. One counselor, actually two counselors, one did it in the newspaper, one did it at the meeting the other night, said, you're just doing that so you can take that money and restore you know, Tom's position. Right. And which, would have been TV, brilliant, which would have been brilliant had you thought of it. But. No, the, the, the problem with it is you can't do that legally. Right. Right. Money that's in other expenses and money that's in personal services, if I wanted to use money from other expenses to pay for personal services, I have to go to the council and get their approval to do that. Right. So it, it pained me to have to instruct the council that, you know, you're, you're, their own putting, job. you're putting like a fear theory out there that's not possible. Right. And I, I say this, you know, moving the legal budget was... Uh, I The meeting before, I had a counselor tell me, we'll fund the assistant solicitor if you give... You know the assistant solicitor to the city council, and sounds like blackmail to me. Uh, yeah. Well, the bottom line is, um, the city needs a lot of legal help, and so now, unfortunately, what you're going to see is almost every council meeting, there'll be a request from the solicitor for outside legal services, and you know maybe that's the best way to do it, but it's going to. Um, the solicitor is the only one in his office, and I can tell you right now, he's he's got three requests from me today alone. All right. Um, some of which I need pretty quick decisions on, mm -hmm. on a legal path forward. And, you know, as a business owner, you would you can't leave, reach out to a lawyer and say, okay, yeah, get, get back to me in three weeks. Right. Right? It, it won't work that way. You know, what's, so, you know what's staggering? And I've seen this because I've been doing the, I've been in this business way too long. And, and it's, not, it's not unique to Methuen, although it's going on in Methuen right now, is that all of the people on the council spend all their time trying to strip power from the executive, but they all want to be mayor. It's, it's, it's hilarious. I don't know if they all do. Some of well, them. Well, but the, a lot of them do. So it's funny because you're sitting there and you're watching. Like, we all know Saber and McCarty and Jessica all want to be mayor someday. And yet they do everything they can to cut power from the mayor's office. Do you office think the chair the really executive. wants to be mayor? Yeah, I, I do. don't see that. Oh, I do, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I do. I know, I know his, ultimately he wants to be a state rep or a state senator, but I think he wants to go to mayor first. Just my, my opinion. Maybe. But, but either way, you've, got, you've always had counselors in Lawrence, Methuen, yeah. who. They spent all of their, t even in Congress, right, during Obama's term, Congress did everything they could to increase the power of the executive. And then Trump became president. And it's, no, no, no. Now we have Take to cut the power of the executive. And they spent all of their time chasing their tail that at the end of the day, you have to look at what gets accomplished. And it's very little when they engage in that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I would agree. So uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to buy into the presidential comparison, but I'm going to tell you that... I liked it. I did um, like it. I, did I, like it. I, I quite frankly think, and um, you know, we've got some good representation from Massachusetts that I talk to frequently, uh, but I think Washington's a mess right now. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, checkmate. And, and I give you the example that um, 
you know, financially, the predicament we're in with Thorne, we're estimating $7 million less in, in revenue, not mismanagement. Not So I want to keep going back because people say, oh, the cops caused this. But it's got nothing to the do with it. The schools actually caused it. It was no, the schools that no, were over budget no, that made no, you stop, get a stop, 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 stop. That's not true. Your schools weren't $4 million in the red that you had the to school, borrow from the state because so of the schools? You're dragging out an old horse and beating it to death. Uh, it's, it's, it's still that, there, though. That has nothing to do with the $7 million. A revenue shortfall is not a deficit. Right. So we are forecasting and we are taking the appropriate fiscal steps. So when you look at the budget, right, you look at the, the chart that I showed Ben last week, and I'm happy to send to you so you can put it in the Valley Patriot this month, shows the amount of cuts I made in the budgets submitted by the departments and then the cuts the councils made. And you look at the cuts I made. I made cuts in every department. I cut 8% of what they asked for. Right? The council cut 0.3%, and they cut it entirely from three departments. Mm-hmm. My department, the legal department, which was aimed at me through the assistant solicitor, and the police department. Right, So there was no even spread of, let's look at this. So we can say all we want that we took a judicious approach to cutting the budget. The facts are the facts, and I'm the facts and data guy, and right. they'll be out on Facebook. They'll be when it's dragging. convenient is your facts and data guy. When it comes I'm to COVID, facts not so data. much. Well, so you use your facts, I use my facts, right? So um, I, I have a question for Joe, but yeah. I, I've got to ask this of you. Yeah. I watched the council meeting, and I watched the superintendent get up and say, we can't answer any questions, we don't know anything, and they voted to give her the money anyway. Yeah. I would love to have a job like that. How do you say to a superintendent, after everything that's happened in the schools for the last yeah. five years, and she might be great, it's not yeah. about her, but after everything that's happened in the schools in the last five years, how does a superintendent sit before a nine-member council, yeah. say, I can't answer any questions, I don't know anything, and have them vote to give her money anyway? Yeah. I don't know. Anywhere else in the country you could pull that. I, I couldn't do I couldn't well, go I to my I couldn't go to my board and say, I need I need a raise, I need a thousand dollars more a week, but I can't I show you any financial. Joe's gonna love this because this will be the third time I disagree with you in the show. No, but I I, I, yeah. I and what I you say, you basically what I'm yeah. it's like me going to someone's house or, or, or someone's business and them saying, Well, what's it gonna cost me? Well, I really don't know. But the just, difference the but difference hire me show, anyway. Just hire me anyway. Let me explain it. The difference is um, she. we don't know what the state's going to give her. for cha- So Chapter 70 is entirely focused on education. Mm-hmm. That's the education money. There are all kinds of discussions out there saying she's flat, and she's made an assumption that it's going to come in flat. And um, wage concessions were made by the teachers, and my hat's off to them, because um, they understood the predicament we're in as a city. And the superintendent and I partnered and talked to every union together and said, look, this is not a stick em up even though I could have used your bandana at the time. Um, you <laughs> it's know, always this, ready for you if you need it. This is the, this is the predicament we find ourselves in. And um, she won't know because things are evolving so last minute. So DESE, the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education in Massachusetts, has come out with some rules. I, I don't know if you... So bus transportation, one student per seat... Okay, well, that's going to drive transportation costs right. up. You're going to yeah. 10 right? times as many buses. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're meeting, and do you know who the chair of the school committee is? Uh, that would be you. That would be me. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm supporting the superintendent right now because it's, it's an extremely difficult task she's got in front of her. We do not know um, if the decision to go flat line for Chapter 70 is going to work or not. Right. And she knows that if it comes back in October and says you're going to get a little less, uh, there could potentially be layoffs of teachers. Hmm. And we don't want that you know, with our, with our students, but a lot of this plan of how we go back to school 
is still coming out gradually. I know. It's so crazy. You know? Uh, it's just I, so crazy. So um, no, Most 99% of the kids out there, that either don't get it or don't pass it or don't get sick if they do get it. And we all know that it's the seniors that get it that are most affected, people like me who have immune dis- autoimmune issues. Not so fast, my He's friend. He's got some more stats, Not so fast, my so. friend, yeah. I was waiting for you to blunder into that. Yeah, okay. And here you have. Again, I'm happy to play bad cop. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, while it's true what you said about the deaths, mm-hmm. the numbers in Methuen say that the people in the under 19 and the 20 to 29 category are the greater growth categories now. Of cases? Of cases. Not sickness. Well, sickness. Yeah. Well, no, the because positives. there are people who test positive that feel fine. They, yeah. just, they just test positive. Yeah, but the quarantined. So if you're, if we're in school, right, right, and we're in the same reading group, clearly Joe and I would be in a different reading group than you. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the remedial class. Um, you know, how are you going to feel? How are our parents going to feel if you come to school sick and you you spread it, right? But they're spreading it to other kids who, again, 99% of them are not going to get sick from it. But you don't know. You see, you're you're going out on a tree here saying, well, there aren't going to be that many deaths. You don't know because underlying symptoms are what lead to deaths, right? Many children have underlying symptoms and don't discover them for quite some time. I am probably going to be pretty – I'm a big supporter of a hybrid return to school policy. And I get that it's hard with working (laughs) parents, right? But mm-hmm. you, I, I assume from the laughs you guys are. Oh, yeah, yeah no, we think it's all crazy, but we love you anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, and it's good that we can agree to disagree. Right. So um, our rate is low. You know, the, the city almost came unhinged when we we announced that the governor expanded and put stop the spread testing. But thought, oh, my God, we must be. No, this is a good thing. We want as many people to make appointments to a- with AFC Urgent Care between now and August 14th. And Love get AFC tested. Urgent Care, yep. Go is to AFC free? and get tested. It free. is free, yes. Now, let me just say, I, you have to give them a credit card when you make your appointment mm-hmm. because if you don't show, Joe, mm-hmm. they charge and you. you. Wanna, yeah. Because yeah, right? no, you, you sucked up their time, right? right? Mm-hmm. right. But if, if you're asymptomatic, meaning you don't have any symptoms, mm-hmm. free. Do it before August 14th. Um, I am going to have my gallbladder surgery next Friday. Thank the good Lord. I need to go back to eat so ice no, cream. So good no luck. poker game Friday then. Uh, well, it'd be we, hard for we me. We come into the hospital. We come into the hospital and deal, not, deal not with the. No, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm told I'll be released that day. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I think you you know you got you got to take a look at all the possible ramifications. We've got teachers who are anxious about getting it too, right? I could see that. I, yeah, I, I understand that as well. And and you know so. We're trying to make the best possible decision. Will it make everybody happy? No, it won't. But, um, you know, I'm going to talk to the superintendent tonight because I think we should be using our public access channels too. Mm-hmm. We should be doing lessons on, you know, tape for people that are remote so that they can see, you know, Joe saying, hey, here's how you, well, I know they, you install lights, right? They, they sent an email out and, yep. and, and they wanted yep. to basically question everybody who has yep. children into the system and... and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, yep, let's go back to school. Yeah. Let's go back to a school. A lot of people feel that way. And I, I think part of my reasoning, and we talked a little bit about Does that mean you want your children to die? No. That's not it kind of sounds like that's, that's what the mayor's saying. saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. I, I think I understand. He's a dramatic. I understand, listen, <laughs> yeah. I understand the science. Yeah. I understand the medical end of it. I, yeah. I, there's a social aspect. And there's a mental there health aspect. I agree with that. I agree that with I'm, that. Yep. I'm concerned about it because I've seen it yeah. in my children. Yeah, I hear. Um, and it's it's not just yeah, my kids. Yeah, you know, I do a show uh, once once a week. Uh, Tom hates that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
on the yeah, he agrees to do my show, and then he goes out and gets his own show. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> well, it's a good show, isn't it, Rich? Um, so, um, to me, one of the best shows we've had, we had a show on race relations yesterday. Mm-hmm. But uh, John Crocker, who's the director of mental health for the schools, we did a show all on depression, and we just scratched the surface. I got to get him back, because there is a lot to be said about the fact that um, the disruption in the routine, mm-hmm. right? Um, I- I'm a divorced dad. And, um, you know, each of my children struggle with the divorce mm-hmm. in different ways. And one of my children really struggled with it. And my whole advice to him was there's strength in the routine. Stick to the routine. Yeah. Stick to the routine. Mm-hmm. And he fought his way through it by sticking to the routine. So I do understand that, you know, not being able to socialize, not being able to mm-hmm. participate, participate in sports, uh, those have impacts. Mm-hmm. Having said that, we, we still have to make the decision, the best decision overall for everybody. Should, not we, for, should we do this now for... Any disease that comes out that 0.01% of the population is going to die from, whether it's the flu ah, or some, I knew uh, we'd get to that. Yeah. Some, some other – I mean, I mean, if we're going to do this now because we're all freaking out about COVID because it's never been here, yeah. we've had other coronaviruses, and there's going to be more coming, I'm sure, at some point. And we have other diseases where people die at a much higher rate, like the flu or others. Um, are, we going to, are we going to start doing this now like – Every six months, we're going to be closing things down because this is this some kind of new disease that 0.01% of the population is going to die I from. I guess what I'd say to you is um, I'll use some of the argument that people like you use against you. Okay. Right? So, um, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> there you go. Is he, is, the guy that told us not to wear masks because that would give us COVID-19. I love that you did that because that's where I was headed. You got there before me. Very good. So, um, here's, our, here's our dilemma in this country. We have become a black and white society. Right. And I don't mean race relations. I'm talking about we want an a- COVID. What's the answer right now, Joe? Give I, it to me. I, right? You're right. Um, if you don't have it, then you're stupid. You don't know. Right? If you're faking us out. So they originally said don't wear a mask unless you are. High risk. Right. And then they altered it. Mm-hmm. And people like a certain editor of a local paper said, what the hell? They're, they don't know what they're doing. They're lying to us. I don't think they're lying. I think they don't know. And they're trying to feel their way along with some of this stuff and figure it out. Right? We, That's a pretty good answer. I, I mean, they don't I know. love this guy. I Listen, I'm going to tell guy. you yeah, something, yeah, though. Yeah. Dr. Fauci came out yesterday yeah. and said that we should all wear goggles now. Oh, God. Okay. I got enough problem with the mask. When I, I put I, the mask on, Joe, <laughs> I can't see you because my, my everybody tells me there's a solution. I breathe into the mask and it fogs. Mm-hmm. I went in. I had my appointment with my surgeon this morning at Leahy Clinic. And I went in, and he said, hi, Mr. Perry, I'm Dr. So-and-so. And I'm like, where are you? <laughs> so, I Listen, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You have to make an approach that, that affects everybody. Yeah. I, I understand that. But one of my things when we talked about the, the, you know, the, the mental thing that happens yep. to them, I worry more about it with the younger kids. I in, agree. In, in, because Well, younger kids can't time. do as much. So I agree with you on that. You know, the younger you are, like kindergarten through third grade, third grade, yeah. There's a greater need for socialization. Social, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? See that teacher, know that teacher, mm-hmm. understand. I have, and I said this, can I have no clue how you do kindergarten remotely. You can't. Right? I, As a guy who, so remember, before I went 40 years at Raytheon, I taught bilingual third, fourth, and fifth grade. And it was difficult at best. At that age. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to get their attention, trying to get them to focus, trying to get, I worry about, you know, 
And I'm going to say this, and people are going to, you know, Rich, I don't know what your thoughts are. You almost need like a contractual commitment from parents, right? Good because luck. too many people, yeah, too many people are just going to, right? Uh, you know, you can't let little Johnny sit at home and play video games all day if he's supposed to be remote learning. You've got to treat it like it's. What right? is the number? I, I still have to, a, yeah. a question for Joe, but I got to ask one more. Ask Joe. So, what is the number of kids, he's a nice if, you, guy. if you know? Who just never checked in for online learning? We heard nationally it's about a third. I don't know that number off the top of my head. So that's something I ask in the school committee even before COVID. And I say that because um, the schools were talking about taking away progress reports, mm -hmm. which I'm very against. Mm -hmm. You're against taking it away or you're against I'm against taking report? it away yeah, because as a parent, I think you I have the right to know. Yeah, sure. Right? Um, and so the argument used by some was, well, you know, we have, what's that? What's that tool, Rich, that they log into online? Infinite Campus, thank you. Right? And so I said, okay, I'm a data guy, facts and data. It's always very so important. How many times uh, I wanted to see correlation between poor grades and parent logons to Infinite Campus? And I've asked it several times, still haven't seen the data. Okay. Because to me, if you're seeing that, you know, Poor grades go this way, and parent logons go the same. Well, you know, and I'm not. That's part of your answer right there, right? So this is never going to work if everybody just absolves themselves, right? Right, and just says, well, you know, remote learning is what it is. I also, you know, uh, for the record, I'm, I'm not a fan of. I shouldn't say fan. I'm a big. Um, what's the word? Dummy? No. <laughs> proponent. Did this I was guy thinking, just I was called the mayor dummy? No, I, I thought maybe that's what you were looking call for. Call the Methuen PD, have this guy locked up. <laughs> um, no, That'll I, get you nowhere, by the way. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're more on my side than yours. They, I would bet that, yeah. Um, so when you look at um, you know, your typical student, right? Um, their ability to synthesize learning, I don't know any other way to say it, is diff everybody's different. Everybody has a different approach. And that has to be considered in how you do this too. Right. Right. And that's one of the reasons, you know, I'm going to push on the schools to say, you know, I'm, I want to bring in Comcast and Verizon and say, listen, I'm not going to hammer you guys because you didn't change your rates, right? Give me free 10 gigs of data during the COVID. Okay, it's nice, but it didn't cost you anything. Right. Right. And I have my own view that I won't go on, on the... Big banks and the credit card companies and the... Oh, they're making tons of money. Right. And they're the ones so not pony helping up. the yeah. average yeah, guy. Yeah, pony up, damn person, it. Right? right? So he's got a mortgage for his business. You know, if he's struggling, to me, some of those banks should just say, well, let's take those three payments and put them at the end. Right? But how many banks are willing to do they that? Didn't do very that? Right. They don't very do that. I can right. tell you Bank of America, just to give them a free plug, Bank of America has my car loan. Yep. When COVID hit, they called me. I didn't call them. They called me and said... Mr. Duggan, we understand this COVID thing. For as long as the country is shut down, we're going to attack your – you don't have to pay your, your monthly mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, car payment until uh, until August or September. And I'd we'll say they're in the minority, though. Um, but that was for a car loan. Yeah. Um, so kudos to Bank of America, but most of them are not doing that. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. A lot of them went into the regular forbearance. Right. Where right. After three months, you still owe me that full you – know, if I don't have it so, now, what makes you think I'm going to have it? So right. You know? If you pay 2000 a month mm – -hmm. Yeah, how are you going to get eight thousand in September? Right, I mean, it just right. doesn't work, right? And so, 
But yeah, do that, you also see their side of the coin? I do. They still have bills to pay. They do. Right. And so employees. I can also understand But I'm that. less sympathetic to them, Joe, because um, – They've been bailed and, and out not before. To get up, well, <laughs> they've been bailed out before, and when you really look at the financials, you know, some of these companies uh, – let's forget the banks. Let's talk about the gas companies. You know, until, until COVID dropped the price of gas down – Mobile oil was reporting quarter after quarter of record profits. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? So where is it all combined to help the little guy or gal right. you know, get by, right? And, and the same thing happens with, um, you know, the dilemma we have um, evacuation. Yeah, evacuation. Evictions are, are mandated that you can't do them through October in the state of Massachusetts. So I get that, and I support that. I worry about the landlords. I was just going to be because my next Because they've report. got... They, they so have mortgages. They, right. So yeah. the, the bank is saying, pay your mortgage. Yeah, yeah. talk to Vinny Pesci, who, yeah. who owns a, a lot of properties. I get the people it. I'm paying. Right. So how, he's like, how do I pay my mortgage and the insurance on the house and, yeah. you know, a boiler breaks, I got to go fix it. I got no income coming in. What am I supposed to do with that? Right. But that's- I get it. I believe that that's why some yeah. of these approaches are very short-sighted, because yep. they only look at one side. And listen, yeah. great for the, the renter, great yep. for them, but- Oh, well, Mr. Landlord. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. Joe, Joe, when you you were here last, Mm -hmm. um, you said that when all this, when all the political stuff was going on last year in Methuen and all the infighting and all that, you said you actually gave some- Infighting? Before you came on board, um, you said that you had given some serious thought to maybe leaving Methuen. No, Joe, please. No, really. We've got the mayor here, though, so now now I'm- Talk to the mayor about what would make you leave and what would make you stay because he's the guy. And listen, like I said, that's why I'm shell-shocked that I'm actually sitting next to him. Don't be. I would say this. I would say this. I, I, I really, really appreciate your approach. You seem like a level-headed person that says, listen, I just want to do what's best for Methuen. Yep. So I look at that and I say, okay, what would be best for Methuen? People like me, I've been here 22 years, okay? Kids went through the school system. Some are still in it. Um, it's always been good to me. Yep. Yeah, listen, people say, well, you know, your taxes are going to go up, but this is going on. There's always going to be problems within a society yep. as far as in a town, city, whatever. Yep. Um, I just look at it like Methuen, it used to be reveled about. People, when I was in high school, I had friends that lived in Homestead Acres, and I was like, wow, you know. Great place, yep. great place. I just feel like it's lost that moniker. Almost. Yeah, I like agree. It, it really hasn't. Methuen used to be the oasis of the Merrimack Valley. Yes. In fact, when I the oasis when mm. when when I first moved to North Andover, I didn't know how long I was going to be there, and I thought if I ever leave North Andover, I want to move to West Methuen. That's yeah. where I really want to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then all that stuff started happening with yep. the contracts, and then Jujuga gets elected, and everybody's fighting, and taxes are going up. And I thought, oh my god, thank God I didn't do that. Thank God I stayed in North Andover for mm. the last eleven years. Because it, you, it did. It used to be the oasis of the Merrimack mm-hmm. Valley. If you weren't happy where you were, you moved to West Methuen, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. Yep. And now it's 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 been a nightmare for the for well, people. Well, I'd, I'd say this to you. So, so first and foremost, to you, I'd say is uh, we, we we you know we have not delivered on something I uh, I'm focused on, which is making Methuen more business friendly. Mm-hmm. Right. And, COVID and, killed that though. That wasn't you. Well, but but here's the thing: COVID killed it, and. Council has made it more difficult for me by cutting that position. Right. So I'm not going to keep hammering it, but um, you know we're going to have a business symposium so that we can talk about ideas about how to make it more friendly for business. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, how do you keep a guy like Joe? Yeah. Who's been it. watching? Who's been watching the, the shenanigans for the last few yeah. years? 
and is fed up because he's worried that the schools, I mean, look at the schools. After everything they went through, yeah. the superintendent, the missing money, everything, yeah. you had five people running for six jobs. Yep. So you got guys like Joe watching all this going, what the hell am I sticking around here for? <laughs> yeah. Because this is only going to get worse. It's not, it doesn't look like it's, it's getting better. It's well, not on the right path. So There's a lot of people that feel that way yeah, too. Yeah, I get it. And I, I, I understand that. And, and, and all I can say is if, if at the end of my two years, we still feel that way, then I didn't accomplish what I set out to do. And you'll help me pack. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. Because I'll be, you'll be moving in. We'll be moving in together. <laughs> now, does Methuen? So, need, can you um, pull those pictures up for the, the lighting? So, does Methuen, uh, the schools or the police department, need any lighting? Because four star <laughs> lighting, we got some great pictures. I pulled them off the website. I sent an email to Kirsten. I'm not sure if she got. I want to have them come much. look at my house. Never absolutely, we've got, we've got all this great absolutely. lighting on the website, and I'm watching absolutely. this going. I wish I could afford new lighting because I'd hire this guy tomorrow. <laughs> do you do anything beyond we do, lighting? We, we do, do, do everything. video cameras. We do anything? absolutely everything. Okay. He always says lighting, and I, yeah. I, I want to punch him, but yeah. I don't. <laughs> It's, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's, it's, wait a minute. Back that up. You want to punch I want him? To punch. Please, feel free. You'd get a lot of friends if you did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. be the instant hero of the Mary McNally. Well, I was going to say, Methuen would erupt in joy. Oh, they right? would. Oh, they would. <laughs> so, so I, you know, and I'm going to say this. So um, what I worry most about is uh, we've become a city full of social media complainers. You have a choice as a citizen. So, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, people are sick of, I could have stayed another year at Raytheon and made a lot more money than I'm making here. Mm-hmm. I could have retired from Raytheon and taken Social Security earlier and made a lot more money than I'm making here and a lot less stress. I'd be on a beach in the Bahamas. You know, why are you doing never, You would never see me again. Because I love the city. Well. And I, I think it can come back. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, there's still things that we're doing. So I make a decisions every day that may not get publicized that are always done. So well, you got to let me know, though. We will be happy to publicize them if you like answer a text once in a while. You've got a good answer. He always does. He really does. Um, I, I would tell you that um, people agree or disagree with what I do. But I, I stand there and say uh, I made the decision uh, based on what I thought was right, based on the law I read, based on this, right? And, and people – want to dispute that that's okay my big concern is we've become a city full of pot stirrers so no matter what happens somebody's on facebook or social media no matter what i do or somebody else does or the council somebody's out there stirring the pot with the negative part of it it's it's got to at some point you know i don't want to get dug and all fired up but be the change you want to be Right. Start looking at the positive sides of living well, in the right city. There. Right. We, we, we're in a negative time right yeah. now. So we, we so and, and we're just a reflection of the national scene. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I talked earlier, and there's people I respect in Washington, but I think Washington's a mess. Mm-hmm. I really do, and I think you know it's a chess game. I, I saw uh, you know, and I won't get into the politics of it. You know, the Heroes Act, which could help cities like Methuen tremendously. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got people sticking in there. We we want 1.75 billion for a new FBI headquarters. I'm like, huh? Right. How how is that? Yeah, I didn't like that either. How is that helping? Mm -hmm. Right? Is that an absolute need right now? Right. Right. So and I I don't like everything that Donald Trump does. I support Donald Trump, but I don't like everything he does. I'm glad you cleared that up because I was a little confused about that. Um, No, listen. There's a lot of things he's done that I don't like. All right. I don't think he walks on water. I I I do support him, Um, but. If Donald Trump came out with the greatest idea tomorrow yeah. that would help Methuen make you completely whole and make you even better than whole, yeah. there are Democrats that will vote no because Donald Trump proposed it. Yeah. And this is the problem and that the we have in society. And the opposite is true. Yeah. I, and I'm not, if the Democrats came out with a great idea, the Republicans would be locked. Right. 
right? But and so the two-party system yeah. is failing us. Right. I was just going to say that. Both right? sides. Which is why I left the Republican Party. I'm an independent now. I, I vote for... I, I've supported... Come to my side of the table. Listen, in, the, la- the, middle, in the last election, I, I supported Suzanne Bump, who's a Democrat, Diana DeZogli, who's a Democrat, um, who's our, who's our, our, our auditor, uh, uh, Deb Goldberg, who's yep. a Democrat, and then I think the rest I voted maybe all, all Republican, um, except for, I think, uh, our, our other state reps, uh, Christina Minacucci. Did you vote for Chaz Baker? I did not vote. I don't know who that is. He's the governor. Oh, Chaz Baker. <laughs> Listen, I love Charlie Baker. I'm probably the only conservative on the planet that still loves Charlie yeah, Baker. We probably. get along very well, and yeah. I like the guy. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of what he does. But when we sit here and we do these conversations, whether it's with you and me and Joel or anybody else. I think he's done a very good job, by it, the way, it, for the record. I do, too. Um, but I think it's important that when people disagree, that we disagree severally, yeah, as we do. Like you and I, yeah. Be- because people who watch I get a lot of hate mail from people, no matter what I say. Yeah. And, but a lot of the hate mail that comes in after you, my show with you is, how can you sit there with him when he believes X, Y, and Z? Or, Duggan, you're a piece of crap because, you know, Neil Perry said this and you disagreed with him. I'm like, well, how does that make me a piece of crap? Yeah. Because we disagree. Yeah. It's not personal. Right. Right? It's and just so, business. So you look at the, you know, I, you want to touch on the race relations issue. Which is it's. I'd, it, I'd really rather not, but okay. It, it is an issue. It is an issue, right? You it went is. out there and you gave. I gave what? You gave credibility locally to this 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 anti civil rights, anti American Black Lives Matter group. You went out and you stood with them outside City Hall. They're not anti American. They are. I, They're not anti American. According to their own platform on so, their own website, so did it you, is to destroy the nuclear family. Did you come to? It's, did you come? So we had this. We already had this out on yeah, text. You yeah. Did you come to the event at City Hall? I didn't have to. I had people there. No, no, then, then if they reported to you that anything like that was said, then, then they missed the whole episode. No, it's not that anything was said. They don't have to say it. It's on their website. It's their declaration of what Listen, they believe to do away a, with the police, to destroy capitalism, to destroy the nuclear family. Go back that's, to what you just said to that's me. That's their position. Go back to what you just said to me. What makes this the great country that it is? That we allow, we allow people like that to that say what they can, want. That's right. right. But I would certainly not go out and stand. The Klan could go out and march, and they have the right to do that. But I wouldn't stand with them. No, I you. wouldn't stand with them. And I wouldn't stand with Black Lives Matter because, to yeah. me, there's no difference. Yeah. Black Lives Matter wants to do with civil rights laws. They've said it. They've said it on their website. They, they, this is, yeah. this you is need what to meet, they you need want to, meet, to do. You need to meet the members of the Merrimack Valley Social Justice Group. Well, listen, if they're fooled enough... Yeah. That they think this is about police brutality, no. then that's on them. You, you should, but you're supporting a national movement that hates capitalism, police officers, the military, and the nuclear family, yeah. and they say it on their website. It's yeah. not me saying it. You, you need to you need to meet some of the people. Yeah, I'm sure they're nice people. I just don't agree with them, and I would never stand with them anymore. I'm sure there's members of the clan who are, who are nice people too, but I, I'm, I'm not going to stand with them either. Yeah. You had to go there, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. I, I told dragged you. him right into it. I, I told you. you. There'll be boycotts of this show starting in about five minutes. Yeah. Well, rightfully so. Yeah. You know. But we won't lose Joe. That's all we really care about. No. Listen, I'm just happy to be here. I really yeah. am. I'm, I'm excited about it. Too, yes. Even though we're almost done. Joe, your kids are mm-hmm. in the schools. What are you expecting? What do you want the schools to do for your kids when they start? Uh, when I they just start? want them out of my freaking house. That's all. <laughs> 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 you know? No, listen. I I understand. Yeah. I, I I do understand it, yeah. and and I have a I have a son that goes to a, a different school system yeah. now, and um, I, one of the things they basically said was he's going to be in this five um, plexiglass pod. Yeah. And he looked at me and said, and we read all the regs, and he said, "I've never been to jail, Dad." He says, "But that sounds an awful lot like jail." <laughs> yeah, and right. I said, "It's either that or stay home in front of the screen." And and I say this because yeah. I saw it firsthand. Yeah. And I have a wife who's a teacher too. She's a teacher in Tuxbury, she's a special ed teacher. And one of her biggest thing was, you know, 
the structure that those special ed kids need. need. I agree. And she said it was one of the most difficult, yep. difficult tasks I yeah. had this whole rest of the year, half yep. of the year. And she said, we need to go back to school. And a lot of yep. these, they're coming out with these hybrid models. Yep. And, and you know what? They have to do whatever makes it work. I, yep. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful that yep. we make it through this. Yep. That, that's all. You and me both. I, I, so I we're really aligned am. on that. I, and so I, mean, I, I got to put a plug in before we you brought up schools. Sure. So we have the Methuen High School graduation tomorrow night. Oh, and really? A lot of questions. Is it a real graduation or these virtual graduations? Is it a real graduation? Like, can, always, I, can I go there and watch? these kids? You can't go. I can't go, no. no. Can I? No. Oh. Uh, you can go if you have somebody graduating. Or if right. I have a friend that is. No. No. <laughs> No. We're going to do your blood test, well, make sure you're related. Well, because this, oh, here we go. Because you might get COVID. We're all going to die now. Are you sure you don't want to go into Agenda 2032 there, I don't Mark? believe in any of that. All right, okay, yeah. Mark, don't tell me this Mark shit. <laughs> he is no longer yeah. welcome. The forced vaccines and all that. <laughs> it's Agenda 21, it. run! <laughs> Listen, that's one of the reasons I left the tea party. No, listen, I, I, I was I was I was like the Mr. Tea Party for like yeah. eight years, and one of the reasons drank a lot I, of tea, did you? Uh, I did, yes. Yeah, and we tried to dump some in the harbor too in yeah. Boston. But I'd go to all the and I was the main speaker at a lot of tea party meetings all across the state, Worcester, Springfield, and I'd drive down there and I'd speak to these groups, and I would talk about things that were important to all of us. And all the questions I would get would be about Agenda 21, Obama's birth certificate. <laughs> and I'd be like, listen, you guys are wasting all of your time, time. on these things that mean absolutely nothing, nothing. to the average yeah. person. Yeah. And again, it's one of the reasons I gravitated away from the Republican Party and the Tea Party. Yeah. Because they were so one-minded, one, one, one one-sided. And they were just as hateful on the very far right as they are on the very far left. And it was, how dare you support Diana DiZoglio? She's, she's for, the best. She's for abortion. Well, you know, maybe she is, but she's one state senator and she does a good job and I'm not going to not vote for somebody. I'm not a one-issue person. And that made me a bastard. That made me the bad guy. When Katie Ives was our state senator, she was a left-wing, tree-hugging hippie, tree-hugging pro- hippie. progressive <laughs> state senator. And I loved her to death because as a left-wing, tree-hugging hippie, she proposed putting photo IDs on on EBT and welfare cards. Yeah. And if a Republican had proposed that, they would never have gotten it passed. But because she proposed it, and they needed her vote on the budget, they needed her vote on, on abortion measures, they needed her vote on other stuff, she ended up getting it passed. So I go to a Tea Party meeting and talk about how great my state senators. We as Tea Party members have been begging for photo ID on, mm-hmm. on, on welfare cards for 30 years before there was even a Tea Party. And she's giving it to us, and you won't even let her. I ask, Can she come speak? No, she's a Democrat. No, she's for Obamacare. No, well, but on the one thing where we agree, can't we have her come and talk about how we can help her on that one issue where we agree? Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to. And that sounds like a big fan of mail-in vote, though. Huh? I'm not. I, I know. I, I can't predict that. Well, listen, I'm not going to get into it, but I'm tired of the lying about mail-in voting. Yeah, there's a difference between absentee voting and mail-in voting. And whether you like Trump or not, Trump has absentee balloted, but he didn't mail-in vote. Mail-in vote is sending wholesale. Millions of ballots out, not just because you can't be in the state that day or you're working that day or you have to have an operation, but sending mail-in ballots to everybody. And that's just a recipe for disaster. I, I followed Lawrence politics for 30 Joe has years. To go to the for 30 <laughs> years, I followed Lawrence politics. And I watched how the absentee ballots, as few as they were, were used to commit fraud. I mean, we all know who Willie Lantigua is and what went on. And yet at the national level, they pretend it's a myth. Joe. I just have to say this. So I did receive my stuff from the state. I received eight. Four eight? of us Four of us in the House can vote. Right. We each got two. You got eight? Yeah. I got eight. Yeah. Right. 
So, so I, I'm just yeah, yeah. I, I got eight of them. Yep. So I always say rather, my house got the correct number. Did it? Yeah. So I would say rather than just taking our own side, that what are the people who agree with us politically are taking. Um, we should think about it. Yeah. We should say, you know what, even though I'm a Democrat and the Democrats say mail-in voting is good, maybe it's not. I mean, let's take a look at that. And as a, as a conservative, there's a lot of things that conservatives have done. I absolutely, I absolutely am against. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the first things Donald Trump did when he became president is he canceled the drone program in Africa. Now, Obama was not my favorite president. One of the best things he ever did was say, instead of putting boots on the ground and putting our military men in harm's way in Africa in these little enclaves, Let's just send in drones to kill the terrorists, and we save American lives. And that was the right thing to do, whether he's Barack Obama or anybody else. Trump came in and got rid of it because it was Barack Obama's program. That was wrong. That was very, very wrong of him to do. So I think we have to question our own side more. I want to taper this show. Yeah? Okay. Well, we, we need to question our own side more, and we have to stop saying, hey, wait a minute, it's okay because my guy did it. Well, it's yeah. not okay. Donald Trump, Donald Trump didn't go to Vietnam. He lied to get out of Vietnam. The Democrats are right about that. Yeah. But if you're going to criticize Donald Trump, well, how about Bernie Sanders, who spent his, his time in, in Soviet Union and didn't go to Vietnam, or Joe Biden, who didn't go to Vietnam? Or, I'm just saying, let's just be fair on both sides. Let's call our own side equally. Yep. You know, that's why I stand. Well, I, I started this long speech with, uh, I started talking about graduation. Yes. Oh, and I right. sent you guys off in a different direction. Yes. I wanted to give a shout out and I, to uh, Mr. Barden, the mm -hmm. high school principal, right, what's, and what's, to what's, Superintendent Kwong uh, for the great job that they – I went and reviewed the process this morning, the dry run, and they have put a tremendous amount of effort in to make this a physical event for That's the people graduating, and it's extremely important. It's important for them, it's yes. A, it's a banner moment in the lives of these young individuals, and I'm thrilled that I'm going to get to be a part of it. And uh, you know, they deserve all the credit because the guidelines from the state, I'll be honest, are – are next to impossible, mm. right? And it's, I, I know you hate, the, it's not a surprise to me that many communities said, let's do it virtually, mm -hmm. right? Because the, the guidelines are, you know, you can only bring two people. Um, you can't, you know, and some fam so some families aren't able to take the whole family to see a sibling or a grandchild graduate. And that's, that's difficult mm -hmm. for families. But um, Mr. Barden and, and Superintendent Kwong, and the team that work with them have done a fantastic job in my mind. So kudos to you guys, and I'm thrilled to look That's forward to it. That's great for those night. kids. Yeah. So is. you've got Joe here. Um, right here. Small businesses, right here. small businesses in Methuen yeah. suffered greatly. Yep. Is everything back to normal? Can any business no. in, is every business in Methuen now open, or are we no. still dickering around with all dickering? these ridiculous? <laughs> I didn't. That's, that's a new one. Yeah. 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 Uh, or are we? Are Charles we, Dickensing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, I'll get off the off ramp with you. That's fine. If you want, if you want to go there, that's fine. Um, um, so the, the the places they can open, um, you know, VFW, American Legion, places that aren't restaurants that do you know um, function halls can open. Can or can't? Can't. Can yeah. Can't. Uh, AMC movie theater opens the end of this week. How about gyms? No. Uh, gyms are open. They are open. Okay. Yeah. Gyms are open. That, they should open first. Tonight, wait a minute. So I got a school committee. I told the superintendent we gotta we gotta keep the pace flowing because we're we've been doing outside movies at the loop free for the residents of Methuen. Mm -hmm. Oh nice. Uh, Greece is being shown tonight. I'm gonna get down there so I can see Greece. I may have to go down and take a look at that. Well, you don't have a ticket, so I'll have you escorted <laughs> to the exit. Yes, but I'm the media, so I'll just come in and say I'm taking pictures for the paper. You guys will let I'll me in. Grab the Methuen police. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the, man I'm sure the Methuen cops will take my side over yours. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> How do you sure. have time? How do you have time to go watch a movie tonight? So so it's a great question. So and I say this. 
So one of the things that will become a challenge, and, and I'm not you know, busting counsel's chops here, is removing that person from my office. And, and I say this to you candidly, Joe. I'm giving the city 18 hours a day, mm-hmm. at least, some days more. Um, and so this is a challenge to me. Um, my health suffered recently, not just because of the, the, the stress of the job doesn't help. Um, when I went to the emergency room at Lake Clinic, I had uh, pancreatitis caused by gallstones. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having my gallbladder out next Friday. And I did it on a Friday so, so that I would not be out of office, right? They're going to release me Friday night. I'll go home, spend the weekend at home, and go to the office Monday. And I say that to you because uh, during the whole pandemic, I went to work every day, mm-hmm. right, until I got sick July 4th. And uh, this job is the greatest privilege of my life. It's an honor. I take every decision I make seriously. I'm trying to do the right thing. Having said that, I screw up frequently because mm-hmm. I'm not a politician. I trust people when I shouldn't. Um, even, I try to, even, I, after, even after being warned. <laughs> I, I try to collaborate with people because as in business, that's how you get I along. You have to do it. Right? That's you, how you survive. Even people that you, know, you don't agree with. You, you collaborate like. with them to get to a certain point. And, you know, in seven months, it's been a lesson. But, um, you know, I've got to be careful because I can't work 20 hours a day and physically collapse. Um, I'm not, I'm 62, not 42. Mm-hmm. Um, and those of you that have seen me lose my temper, I apologize at council meetings. You shouldn't apologize. Um, you well, shouldn't apologize. There were, so that's, that's people, age. That's age but listen, because when people, I get mad at myself after I do it because it's wrong to get sucked in. Right, like but when I people when people are pushing your buttons, pushing your buttons, pushing your buttons, at some point you have to put a stop to it. At some yeah. point you have to say, "Hey, wait a minute," you know. And when these guys are lying, just outright lying, they get a, here's what they do because of the Zoom stuff. They've got the microphone, they've got the camera. Yeah. It's not on everybody; it's just on them. They say something that's blatantly false about you, yeah. but then they won't go back to you to let you answer it and say, yeah. "Tell the public, hey, wait a minute, so, that's not so that's say, not the case." And, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to say this publicly. The charter allows the mayor to opine on every topic discussed at council. Excellent. He or she cannot vote, but you cannot freeze me out of discussions. Right. But right? they do it on purpose. Well, so the fact that I have to get recognized by certain councilors is, is kind of, we've got to get back to in-person meetings. You're so right. City Hall is over 50% now. It's time to go back to public meetings and let the public come and watch. Right. Right? And because it's harder to stop me when we're in public. And, and I don't mean that threateningly. Right, it's easy to block me on Zoom that it is in right. a public meeting, right. and it's time for the city of Methuen to go back to public meetings. Right. right, this is this is important stuff, and this is Mr. COVID saying this, so yeah. you know, Mr. COVID, so you know. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, so the bottom line is, um, you know, we're we're taking a conservative approach. We're hoping that things work out in the fall tonight. We'll, you know, you should watch the school committee tonight. I knew they were going to do something. Yeah, I may um, podcast that now. Now that I know, they, they will. Um, you should podcast it because yeah. it's a very important discussion. And you know, I think one of the things is the state guidance has been so slow coming that that transportation thing blew my mind. Right, you know, one one kid per seat on a bus. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You're going to have three times the bus costs. You might you, see more parents driving their kids. This yeah, right. That's yeah, and, and it may have to be that yeah. way. And, right? if the, and, and if the parents have five kids, yeah, they're going to drive all five kids in together. Yep. Right, but you can't have those five kids on a bus because that would be wrong. No. And so this is what I say when I when well, I, you could, they'd have to be in separate seats. So when I talk about you know the overreaction and the overhype, yeah, and you poo poo it, 
Because you think that everything that was said is true. Poo-poo? Yes. Okay. Because you think everything that's been said is just 100% right. No. Even though Dr. Fauci has been wrong about 99 times out of 100. I didn't say that, so don't misquote me. All right. What I said is there's a great deal of unknown. Right. And this society has become, give me the answer. Right. Give me the answer right now, damn it, I want it. But what I want is if you don't know the answer, don't lie and make one up. And they've lied and made them up. I don't think so. And and they admitted it. They admitted they they felt their way around. Listen, they admitted that they told everybody not to wear a mask. That if you that if you got if you wear a mask, you were more likely to get COVID. Then admitted later that they only said that to protect the frontline workers so that there wouldn't be a run on masks and PPE. But that's not, so they that's lied. not lying. They lied. They told us something that they knew wasn't true, and then they admitted that they told us and told us why they said it. And then there were people like you who keep saying that they didn't what? lie. What? They admit that they lied, but what? you're still saying they didn't lie. They, they didn't. Uh, so you think they admit they lied. I didn't hear them say they lied. Yeah. So I heard them say they, they didn't know, so they issued guidance one way. And then they course corrected, mm-hmm. and they've done that a couple of times, to be honest with you. Yeah, and that's okay. I just don't want. I just don't like the lie. I don't like them saying something that the science says this, and then we find out a month later. Well, actually, no, they said it for a different reason. It's not because of the science, and now they're telling us something different, which might be true. Yeah, I just want to. If you don't know, it's okay in this. In this, when Ryan disagree here, I asked him a question, and he yeah. said, "You know, I really don't know." Yeah. And Joe and I said, "Hey, you know what? That's the kind of politician it's we want—a guy hear that's that. just going to say I don't know rather than making up an answer." And it seems like a lot of these answers at the beginning were being made up. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to. There's no science that says if I'm standing six feet behind somebody in line that I'm protecting them from COVID. There's no science that says that the COVID can, right, let me can get into a mask but can't get out of a mask. There's a show on PBS that talks about how. Um, not to be graphic, how when you sneeze or you cough, mm-hmm. how far the droplets, the expunge mm-hmm. can go. Mm-hmm. But everybody, right? everybody sneezes at a different intensity. So again, that's that's but, just but politicians feet, trying to. But six feet is about the furthest it can go. Okay, no, it was just, you would have to be an elephant. To I know, shoot I know, we're way over. Feet. I know yeah. we're way over, but we've got to. We are this. way over, right? I'm standing in line at, at Cumberland Farms. Cumbies. Joe is standing six feet in front of me. We're both facing forward. Yeah, I've got COVID. And I cough on the back of his shirt. I'm sure yeah. he's not taking that and shoving it in his mouth when he gets home. No, he's going to so take why the shirt need- off. He's going to take the shirt off over his head, and maybe maybe who knows? I breathe that in is what he's saying. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. It I seems know. like if I'm standing in line and and he's so, one foot. So behind the other me. thing is, um, and not to, so if I'm behind Joe, um, it's not just singular directional. You got to watch this show on PBS. I've seen it. So it goes by him as well. Right. It's falling on his shoulders. Depending on the intensity of the sneeze or the cough. Regardless of who you are. A right. sneeze exit your, your nose at like 40 miles an hour. It comes out. Mm. My right? biggest thing was this, was that it was okay to go to Walmart, yeah. Home Depot, Market Basket, all those places. Right in Minneapolis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With a mask on. All of that was Okay. <laughs> But I couldn't. I couldn't go to Macy's just with a mask on. I, that's all. That's right. all. I, that's all I'm going to But say. no, he's right. That, that there are some things that it was okay to do, whether it's protesting. Well, the magic curtain is at the border. Right. I, I brought that up. Already. Right. Right. So, so it was okay to. It's okay to write. It's okay to protest. It's okay to uh, to be civically engaged at Lawrence Common for Black Lives Matter. It's okay to shoot a guy in the back when he's running away. But uh, well, it depends. It depends. Just shooting him in the back doesn't make it a bad shoot. We went. We did a whole show on that with the police. Oh, I wish I had been on. Well, you could have watched it. It's, it's live on. It's on, it's on the I'm internet. I'm kind of busy working. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> but what Joe is saying is right. We would. We, we, 
on the same night that there was a Black Lives Matter rally in Lawrence on the Common with 500 people not socially distancing, many of them not wearing masks, Dan Rivera is there with them to support them, okay? But at the same time, he then leaves and they do a virtual graduation for the kids at the high school. So the kids couldn't get together at the stadium and have their graduation that night, but the same night the mayor is standing with... 500 people on the common protesting for Black Lives did, Matter. Did, did the mayor this pick is that? Where he, did the mayor pick that? No, he didn't. But no, he, but he the still, superintendent of schools picked it. No, but they still allowed it. They still allowed it. And then they attended. So you're telling us that it's dangerous, but you're there. You're telling the kids they can't have a graduation because it's so dangerous, but you're there. And this is what I think Joe and people like Joe, the average person who doesn't live and breathe this stuff, they look at this and it doesn't comport with what they're being told. And they say, you know what? We're obviously being lied to about something. Maybe yeah. we don't know what, yeah. but we're being lied to. Yeah. And I think it's important that people just told the truth. That's yeah, all. I, I, I'm, I'm still going to disagree respectfully. Of you course, think we shouldn't be told the truth? Well, no. Uh, I don't think you should be told the truth because oh, right. you're That's dangerous. Good. I get you. Um, uh, so I went to the Black Lives Matter rally in Methuen. Right. And virtually everybody had a mask. Right. And part of my speech, talk to whoever you said there. Wait, you it, spoke? I spoke, yeah. You didn't just go, you spoke? I spoke. I'm the mayor of the city. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, the Lord's oh name taken God. in vain. We've reached well, new laws. I was going to well, say that. It, yeah. Well, I'm a you Jew, so I can do that. You told us you don't watch the news, yeah. so clearly you didn't see that all over the country when other protests were happening, yeah. there were people there that did not have they were. masks on. So but, my, my but, whole- But my when, when people did it with the one, what did I tell them? Oh, my phone's ringing. That is um, the sissiest ringtone I've ever heard. That's worse than uh, Chris Aldridge's ringtone. That tones. is so offensive. <laughs> Wah. Welcome to 2021, my mm-hmm. friend. Very good. Um, so what are we? Oh, Black Lives Matter. They all wore masks. And I said to them, despite they wore masks, I said, please, go to AFC Urgent Care. Get the test. Mm-hmm. Get the free test. Do yourself a favor. We love right? AFC Urgent Care. We do. Uh, I wonder if she needs lighting. I bet you she needs lighting. Yeah. I, I, she does. I'm well, I got to talk to Joe because I, I, I got that's some, fine. I got some that's video fine. needs. I, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Absolutely. Oh, right. Yeah, because you guys are talking some, about putting videos yeah. up. Talk about that. I know we're way over, right? Yeah. All right. Talk about that a little bit. You, so you guys. So we, we, you know, there's lots of good news happening with Thorne. So this mayor, this administration, with the help of our state delegation, uh, we've redone the outside track. It's about time. So that our students have something they can have outdoor track meets. They haven't had it in 15 years. Well, it'll be finished in a couple weeks here. And it looks spectacular. I was at the stadium today. um, And I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud. Bill Buckley gets most of the credit because he worked with the superintendent and the state reps. And he did a hell of a job. He's a good guy. I went to high school with him. He's a good guy. And uh, he wants to do well for the community. Um, But, um, you know, they're doing a marvelous job there. And the place looks fantastic. Excellent. And so I, I turn to you and say, I'm going to be going to council. Um, they're actually finishing faster than I thought. I thought I had more weeks. Uh, I'm going to go to council and ask them to take some of the abandoned property money and put some cameras mm-hmm. certain places in the city. The Arlington so neighborhood, we, hopefully. So we, so the Arlington neighborhoods Lin, include? We have to keep Linda Susie safe. She's the only person in that neighborhood keeping that neighborhood together. Listen, I love Linda Susie. My God, there's nobody better in the world. Yeah. So, um, but cameras. So, and Arlington neighborhood is going to get some. I've already enlisted Linda to talk to council about it, but um, that track, it's going to cost us over six hundred thousand dollars by the time we're all finished. Now we get some state grants associated with it, but the last thing we want to do is have somebody you know take a dirt bike and go down to a brand new track and Destroy hack it, it up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, during COVID, 
Um, much to the chagrin of uh, the police and others in town, I was driving around to the parks and the football fields and kicking people off. I know. I was, ma- I was making fun of you the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And, I'm like, and so, go mayor. You're not supposed to be driving around kicking well, people out of parks. On Saturdays and Sundays. I think you kicked me out. I was out I there probably with my did. dog. Yeah, I, I probably think so. did. Um, <laughs> not intentionally. So I, I went up to one group that was playing uh, softball. Yep. On the lower, and I said, hey, the sign says the field's closed. And yeah, they said, but, who are you? But and it's I said, I'm the mayor. They said, I thought Jujugo was mayor. Said, All the more reason you should go home and read, <laughs> right. right? Now you definitely got to leave. <laughs> so uh, great to meet you. Excellent I look to forward meet you. I we're going to do a business symposium. I'm committing yeah? to you. Okay. Um, we were trying to put it together in the next couple of weeks. It'll probably take a month or more now. My job is to shamelessly plug Foster Lighting as much as I can yeah, because, no, they're, because they're a sponsor in a business. In the in the community that cares about people, I sponsor. Do yep. I get a plug? You, you, I yeah, sponsor. You I give. You're here though. Scholarships. You do. Yep. <laughs> so and you get a free ad that is coming month too. I, I, about time. Yeah, you get a free ad for <laughs> I paid uh, through the nose. Yeah, <laughs> Methuen cares just, is still going. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want the council to misunderstand those ads for Methuen cares were paid for by who, Tom? By out of your pocket. Out of my pocket. Right. So I don't want anybody getting. And he makes so much money that right. I, I actually usually feel bad when people right. pay out of pocket. But you make so much that yeah. I don't really feel bad. And we had Thwaites Food Pies. Uh, uh, one last shout out. We have two uh, long service employees that today and tomorrow are their last days. Mm-hmm. Sharon Luff, the assistant city accountant. 21 years for the city of Methuen. Thank you, Sharon, for all you've done for the city. And Tom Hargraves, our veteran service officer. We had Thwaites pie truck at City Hall yesterday. Whoa, yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I paid for it your out veteran, of my pocket. Your veteran services officer is leaving? He's retiring. Okay. Do you have um, somebody you're going to be- We will open it and do Steve, an interview. Steve Saber wants to know if you're going to do a national committee and you're going to have search committees and- Well, they and, cut my ad budget, so we'll have to see what we can afford. All right. Okay. Probably, By the way, let me yeah. give a, sh- uh, a shameless plug. Yeah. Do you know who would be- Perfect for that job, and I mean really perfect. Francisco Urena, that guy just he got screwed, he, he just got screwed out of his job as the uh, head of veteran services for the state by Charlie yep. Baker. He had nothing to do with what happened, and he has he did more for Lawrence when he was Lawrence's VSO than any other employee in the city of Lawrence. And you can ask anybody; don't take my word for it. Ask yeah. around. He would be he and he and or Randy Carter would be perfect for that job. Yeah, I'm gonna when I interview the finalists. I'm not interviewing the candidates. I'll interview the finalists. I'll pre-warn them. I'm going to make them sing I Like Methuen, so they better brush right, their okay. words, right? All so, right. Beverly Eskel, you can look it up from the 70s. So, okay. I Like Methuen. All right. If, if All right. You, well, Good will to meet you. Sing it? Will you ask him to sing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Can you I'll sing, sing. it? Uh, I, listen, if I sing, yeah, you'll have nobody left. <laughs> <laughs> thank so, you. All right. Listen, I want to thank our sponsors. Um, let me just pull them up so I don't forget anybody. Uh, by the way, JG's ice cream. I was going to get you JG's ice cream before I came. Can't eat it, but you can't eat it. So I didn't. I didn't. But for the next time that you're here, and the next time Joe's can't here, we'll it. get we'll get uh, some JG's ice cream. Uh, I chocolate like, marshmallow. And I like coffee ice creams. Like chocolate marshmallow. Really? Yeah. You try the coffee with uh, they, they friendlies makes one. It's coffee cookie crumble, and it has Oreo Ooh. cookies crushed up yeah. in the coffee ice right. cream. Yeah, Excellent. we'll have to get that at JG's. Our sponsor. We don't chocolate go to places. Marshmallow. That aren't. Chocolate marshmallow. Um, I like. I always like to get like marshmallow and hot fudge and oh. and Jimmy's, which some people call sprinkles, but they're actually yeah. in New England we call them Jimmy's. Yeah. Uh, and I may actually stop there on the way home now that we're talking about ice cream. Oh sure. Uh, love a love uh, JG's ice cream. The Jafrida brothers are great for the city of McLean. They, they do a lot of good stuff that nobody talks about, they do. and they don't let me talk about it or I would. McLennan <laughs> McLennan Real Estate, Sam and Matt Janet. and Janet. She's the best. Uh, I'm going to marry her someday. Yep. She is the best. 
And not only that, they're not just a real estate company that you know goes to work every day and, and makes makes money. They help us with the TMF family dinner for the homeless every Wednesday night. They are involved in the community. They've helped out with scholarships at the Bash in the past. Uh, they're really good people. And you know, I, I don't just say this because because of the these these businesses are advertising with us. You know, they really are good people. And whether it's Ronnie Marsan at Marsan and Sun Construction or it's AFC or it's McLennan, these are really good people who try to do good things in the community. Yep. And I don't. And again, if, if I didn't think that, I would just promote their business and not say anything about them yeah, personally. Yeah, Ronnie's doing, uh, been doing popcorn and water like he does uh, at the movies there. Yeah. So he's been doing them for the residents. It's really appreciated. He's so. a good guy. And I'm hoping he runs for council again. I, mm-hmm. I, I really miss him up there. He actually was the voice of reason for a while. Uh, we also have a free plug for Horizon Home Care. Uh, we're hoping they're going to come back in September. They had a little bit because of COVID. They, you know, they had some. Is that Ferula? That's yes. Um, so after the last time we talked, I called her and she said, "The man says I have to advertise with you, <laughs> so I can't do it now, but I will come in in September." Um, Borelli's Deli. We love Borelli's Deli. I get all my meats at Borelli's, and you know, not just meats. You know, they've got great tortellini. And I was never a tortellini fan, but I had a friend of mine stop at Borelli's, bring me tortellini at the office, as people do from time to time, yeah. bring me stuff. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I said, tortellini? And she said, well, I got it from Borelli's. That's where you say you like to go. So I tried it. It was excellent. It yeah. was, and I'm not a tortellini guy. It was excellent. Well, tomorrow's corn chowder. I, I can't eat it because of the current yep. situation, but corn chowder is my favorite soup in the world. Yep. Dawn makes it fantastic. Tomorrow's corn chowder day. Get down there and get the chowder there and their sandwiches. Out of Excellent. this world. Yeah. And EIS, uh, Eagle Investigation Services, um, which uh, we'll be talking about it probably, I'm sure, at some point. Everybody everybody has their own theory about conspiracies, but we have the real story. EIS, uh, Investigations, they also do firearms training. So I may actually go down there for maybe a little bit more firearms training. When are we, go- when are we going to the range? You shoot? We should all go to the range and just hang out. Go yeah. to the range and we'll all go up Anytime after August 7th. Okay. All right. Well. Let's say after August tenth, I got to give yourself sure. a little time. Yeah. yeah. All right, and and a free and a free plug for Dawn's Sign Tech and the North Andover Car Wash. They've been very good to us over the COVID thing, so we appreciate them. We can roll that up uh, next week. We're going to have Nick Desaglio. I think is going to be here from Methuen City Council. He's really frustrated. I'm not about, coming back. You can come back if you three, want. Three weeks in a Listen, row. Listen, if you are you, you're welcome every week because. Our, our viewership spikes through the roof when you're here. Uh-oh. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say now that you're not on TV three times Uh-oh. a week. <laughs> Guys, I'm going I'm to give you the exclusive. I'm going to give you once a month, and then he gets his own show three days a week. And I'm like, why is anybody tuning into COVID. us anymore? He's COVID. famous, though. He's famous. He is famous. He is famous. And famous. people do love him. Famous. Joe from Four Star Lighting. You have lighting needs, video needs. I might actually have some video put into the office uh, after, uh, after we had a problem with uh, your pal Mark. We want to make sure that uh, he's not coming back, so Ooh. we're going to put videos Ooh. up. Um, and uh, and we also want to thank uh, Sullivan Insurance and attorney Paul Lambert, uh, who always help us with our scholarships. Ben, our fine, fine producer, Ben Kitchen, who uh, hopefully won't get fired from anything that I said today. You never know around here. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. So go home already. Thanks, Rich, for coming by. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.